Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Tariq Hall, and welcome to the Hall of Fame Podcast. That song is called Hall of Fame by The Script, featuring Will I Am. It's a good song. It's a really good motivational song. It's similar to Champion by Chris Brown, if you guys have ever heard that song. And I think I'm going to start doing a song of the week type deal like I'm doing here, where I pick a song, and play a snippet of it at the beginning, and then I feature the full song at the end of the podcast like I'm doing with this one. I think it's just a good way to keep things fresh and just introducing new songs to my audience is always a good thing. You know, just because it's always good to share music and have someone pick up on a new artist or a new song. But, going over what happened last week. Last week was the first episode. And, as you can probably tell, I have a lot more energy in my voice compared to last week. Because I'm not recording this at 3am. I'm proud of myself for that. Because I almost recorded this one at 3am. But I'm like, no... I have to sleep, so I can have energy, so it won't be bad. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, the reason why I recorded the first episode at 3 slash 4 in the morning was because I was just up, and I was just kind of in the mindset of, well, I mean, I have to see what this is going to be like at some point. Might as well just do it now, and... You know, I just went through, like, how my voice would sound, what kind of music do I want to use, how would I try to formulate, how would I try to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like, formulate it, you know, like, am I going to have a script, am I just going to play it off ear, that kind of stuff, and I think that as dead as I sound, it's still a good listen, because the worst I say like, I may not sound the greatest, but I do have important things to say. Basically, just talked about how I fell in love with podcasting, why I started this podcast, upload schedules, structure of the show, all that stuff. And it gave you a little insight to me as a person, you know, my hobbies, that kind of stuff. So if you have listened to the first episode, I encourage you to go ahead and listen to it. Just bear the sound of my voice of me being dead at 4 a.m. It's fine. <laughs> but go ahead and check it out. Um, some other news before I get into the topic here. I have now been approved on various apps to share this podcast on. And those include, as of the moment, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Those are all the apps that you can currently listen to me on right now. And I'm very happy that I got all these approved because it makes easy it makes it makes it easier for you guys to listen to me. If you don't want to exclusively use Anchor to listen to me, then you could listen if you listen to other podcasts, you can listen to those you can listen to me on any of those various apps that I just named. If you are listening to me on any of those apps, welcome. Hello. I hope you guys are having a day. I hope everyone's having a good day. It feels, it's, it's a good day. It's a, it's, a, it's a good day. Sun is out, sun is shining. Even though it was like 90 degrees, but it's, mm, it still feels good. It feels good. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, if you are listening to any one of those apps, I encourage you to leave a rating and feedback. If you're listening to this on Anchor, be sure to favorite the podcast to make sure you don't miss an upload. I'll be uploading this on Fridays or Saturdays. I think I'm um, weekly. I think I'm going to just try to stick with the weekly thing. But without further ado, let's get into the topic. As I told you last week, this week's topic is going to be high school. And not necessarily the week that I was going to do, like, how I survived high school. I'm not really going to do how I survived 
I mean, it's kind of going to be like that, but it's not going to be a survival guide. I'm going to take the topics that I believe are the most important to get through high school, especially especially since I went to a big one. And I'm going to try to, like, refrain from using as much bias towards my high school as possible. And I'm trying to do it for high school in general so so it can be something for everybody, not just specifically the high school that I went to. But I have it broken down into three parts. And without further ado, let's get into the first one, which is maturity. You may be wondering why I chose maturity instead of, for example, academics for my number one thing that you need to get through high school. And my reasoning for that is that you enter high school between the ages of 13 through 15, and everyone goes through different things in their life. No one person is the same. Everyone knows that. But you can't expect to enter high school the way you entered any other point in your life. It doesn't matter what you have done or what you have been through. You cannot expect to get through high school the way you are acting when you're an 8th grader. It's just not going to fly. And maturity is something that is 100% necessary. You can be mature and still have bad grades. You can, like, that stuff's not common, but it happens. You don't need to be necessarily the smartest person in the world to also be mature. Maturity is just knowing situations and also being experienced with different kinds of situations or how to handle situations. That's really what maturity is. It's not like some ultra like important thing that takes years to learn. No, like you can like you can mature yourself over the course of freshman year. Like that that doesn't happen really, but but I like it's possible. <clears throat> and obviously more more people are going to be more mature than others just based on lifestyle or morals or life events. Again, no one person's the same. So I am going to talk about my maturity and how I matured from 8th grade walking into high school from now a graduated senior from high school about to start his freshman year in college. So for me, 8th grade, my 8th grade year was probably one of the best years of my life as far as <clears throat> like that's probably I had all A's and B's that year I was still playing sports I was still in bands I was pretty popular person because I because I did those things I ran track it was very fun from academic standpoint because I didn't have to worry about my grades because they were all A's and B's and that is, that is the only year I've ever gotten quote-unquote A-B honor roll ever in my life. And, you know, I was doing good from a social standpoint, too, because I was pretty good at track, really good at football, and really good at band. And, you know, being good at those things will make you popular. It's just the way it goes. But because I was, because I've been doing sports and stuff, up until that point, all my life, I, and like, and I always hung around older people in general, because I, I, I just felt more comfortable around older people than people around my age, because everyone around my age, I don't really like people around my age, I think everyone around my age is a freaking idiot, but that's just me, um, I would say that I came into high school more mature than other people around me did. And that alone already gave me a head start. But for someone that is, I'll just say, you know, stereotypical eighth grader, you know, you think that you can get away with everything. You think you own the world. You think that you can just do whatever and just treat 
your freshman year like you did your eighth grade year and just not care about anything or you think you can do stupid stuff just because you think it's funny that's gotta go immediately <laughs> especially <clears throat> especially going to a really big high school the high school that I went to had around 1600 people as of last year and my and my graduating class was 420 something around that number and yeah i am the i am the only person in my family that has gone to that big of a high school and graduated in fact i'm the i'm i'm the only person in my family that's ever been to a majority white school in general now that i'm thinking about it yeah yeah i just yeah i just thought about that that's very true i'm the only person my family that's going to a high school this big and that's also majority white because my family is from the country you know like from not so like rich areas not really like any serviceable areas that kind of thing so like moving to the city or like just a bigger place from there where there's more people and less and, and, and those people being majority white had a major effect on me and how I would and how I think as opposed to me staying in the country all my life and then all of a sudden like just going to college which I would probably be going to a HBCU if I stayed in Greensboro something like that instead I'm going to UAB which is one of the most diverse schools in the freaking state at the very least maybe the country with the way UAB has international students in and out like crazy but all that stuff like that's just my life and doing sports made me deal with adversity and deal with controversy and push path and like in person words push past things that brought me down you know like whenever I got injured or whatever we lost you know things like that you know like like dealing with basic emotion you know sadness um like triumph things are like like just basic emotions happiness basic emotions like that like the feeling of relief knowing when Something is going to be hard, but you have to do it, so you just bear the brunt of it, and you just go through with it. Like, basic stuff like that. Not everyone goes through that, because you can just coast your whole life up until the ninth grade. So, getting to high school for me, I didn't really, I mean, high school to me wasn't really that bad as far as like academic standpoint but the thing is I didn't really try during my time in high school so grades didn't really matter to me which you can say that's immature from the standpoint that you know I have to set myself up for college and everything but my grades were still A's B's and C's so it's just I could have done better and I didn't but we're talking about we're talking about grades a little bit later but doing like getting yourself involved in as many situations as possible, albeit good or bad, then those kind of things will help you, like doing sports, doing bands, um, getting into theater, getting into like some sort of hobby, you know, like making friends online through either it be social media or video games, stuff of that nature, you know, going to school dances, associating yourself with clubs in the school, that whole deal gets you exposed to so many different kinds of people and situations that it is very important for you to Take what you experience and grow from that. Maturity, you can't be mature if you don't grow as a person. Like, that's just, that should be common knowledge to everybody. 
And for me coming up, I had experienced a lot. So going through high school for me, as far as my maturity level goes, I didn't really have to change that much. The only thing I really had to change was I had to stop being so hard on myself. I have to stop being so like insecure about every little thing I did wrong. And I still have to work on that because I'm still very hard on myself and I still sell myself short a lot, but I've gotten a lot better at, you know, having confidence in myself and not selling myself short and having belief that I can actually do something. So, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. And then, like, there's different kinds of ways that you can, that you can mature, as I've already listed some. But as far as, like, going through high school, you know, the most important thing you mature is through the students. Not the teachers, not the individual classes that you take. In my opinion, the most important thing that you need to use to mature is other students because the people that are around you when you get to high school especially like that are in your graduating class you're gonna be with them for all four years of high school barring like any movement like moving or anything like that you're gonna be around the same group of people for the next four years of your life and you're going to come across some people that you are either going to befriend or that you're going to hate with a passion or or dislike you're going to feel so you're, you're going to feel some kind of emotion to every to everyone that you meet and for that you're going to come across some people that act a certain way but in reality they're not what they say they are aka fake people or fake friends. A little something for everyone that is listening to this that still doesn't know, you know, like what exactly, like how, like how to deal with stuff like that. If I, if someone told me, if I, if I could go back in time to my eighth grade self and the people that I had around me then. If someone told me that I would be friends with none of the people I walked into high school with by the time I left high school, if you told me that, I would say you're absolutely crazy. The friends I have now are going to be friends to the end. But as you go through high school and through the years, you're not going to walk out with the same friends that you had walking in. That's... Like ninety nine point nine 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 nine, like infinite, like infinite nines. Impossible. That you are going to walk out with the same with the same group of friends that you came in with. It's so rare for that to happen, because so many things have like the variables, like dealing with controversy, fake rumors, dealing with people that lie to you, that cheat on you, that use you, altercations, stuff like that. Those things like fundamentally change who you are and how you think. So everyone's going to have to deal with stuff like that. And... The more you deal with those situations, the more you'll learn, A, how to choose your friends, and B, if you choose the wrong type of friend, you'll know how to let go and know that it's not really a big deal if you have to let somebody go because your judgment will get better as the years go on and you will, and you will eventually find the right circle of people that will be your friends for life leaving high school. Now, as far as other kinds of maturity go, as far as high school, teachers are a really big help. Not as, not as important as students 
are because you're with them every day, but teachers that you have for a single year can really help a student if they want to, like, if, if the teacher likes them, of course, can really help the student learn and grow as a person if they, like, like, like if they're a good person at heart, is basically what I'm trying to say. Like, there are, like, there are a lot of teachers, like, for, for, I'll just use my high school, for example. Most of the teachers at the high school, like, as a teacher, I don't like them. But as a person, they're really good to talk to, and they have a lot of knowledge. I just don't like the way they teach. That's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, I don't know, it's like, was my train of thought? I'll come back to it. But you know, I like like having teachers that you feel comfortable talking to is almost as important as having a teacher that, that can teach you a subject to help you graduate from high school, in my opinion. Like if I could count the like from from the high school that I went to, I could count on one hand the number of teachers that I actually trusted that I could tell anything to or that I, I could ask advice from, that number is less than the fingers I have on one hand. That's, like, as a school, like, as a high school, if most students are like that, which most students were at my school, that's bad. <laughs> that's really, really bad. Because that means that, because, like, a lot of students get into a situation or situations where... You know, everything's not the best at home, and the students' friends are either turning to them, or they might not have many friends, or they don't feel comfortable talking to friends. They might talk to an adult, but it can't be their parents. And the last resort at that point is the teacher, or guidance. And having an outlet some form of outlet to voice your frustrations with something or to ask a, like a, a wiser person that you can trust what do I do in the situation is very very key for your maturity level because like because the more you learn from people that have been there doing it that you know that like, that you know are telling you the truth, the more you're going to soak up that information they tell you like a sponge and you're going to use it for the rest of your life. And you can't like you can't beat that. But it like but if you don't have that then you know like you're like you feel like you're alone. And when you feel like you're alone you're not gonna make the smartest decisions because when you feel like you're alone you make decisions based off of well no one's going to care because I don't have anybody, and that's not okay. You're never alone. Everyone has the opportunity to grow. Not everyone takes the opportunity to grow. And getting that maturity level higher, as high as you can during high school, is so important when you get out of high school and you either go to college or you go into the workforce or whatever you do after high school, having your maturity level as high as you can possibly make it will help you deal with any situation at all for the rest of your life. So that's why I encourage everybody to experience as many different kinds of situations as possible without, you know, obviously breaking the law. Like, don't, come on, don't do drugs, don't. Don't drink alcohol, smoke weed, all the damn, damn, nah, no. <laughs> Don't do any of that stupid stuff. But, I mean, like, as far as high school, like, go to events, go to football games, go to the homecoming dances, you know, like, have, like, go wild at the pep rallies, cheer, cheer on your school, that kind of stuff. You know, like, go to parties. Obviously, you know, like I said, don't break the law or anything. But 
you know, go to parties and just experience different things with different kinds of people that have gone through different things in you. And the more you know, then the more you are equipped to handle any kind of situation. It's all about, you know, having your mind be versatile and being able to overcome any adversity you might face. And already having knowledge of a certain situation helps a ton with getting through life. Whew. I don't think I'll fit all that in in the amount of time. I'm mm, that's interesting. Okay. Well, I think that's. I'm pretty sure that's all I have to say about maturity. Let's get on to the second topic that I have, which is the good old-fashioned academics. So you wonder why I had a cello playing just a few seconds ago, and why it sounded so sad and depressing. Well, because academics are sad and depressing. <laughs> That's the main reason. Uh, no one likes talking about this, but it's important. It just is. Uh, you need academics, you need good grades, at least decent grades, to get through high school, but if we'll but if you're thinking beyond high school, then obviously you have to actually try getting your classes. Sorry. But yeah, you have to actually try getting your classes and stuff like that. <sighs> Where to start with this? Well, I'm going to just say what you've probably already been told. Academics, especially for high school... It's the first time where grades actually matter. Again, talking about the maturity thing. You can't go through your whole life through 8th grade. Well, I mean, you can. You go through your whole life in 8th grade, like through 8th grade. And grades, you know, don't really matter. Grades just, the only thing that matters is if you go on to things great or not. High school is where they really start to matter. And if you are younger, listening to this, from a person that graduated high school with a 2.9 GPA, because I didn't try when I could have had, you know, a 3.5 or higher easily if I cared about my grades. And, you know, like realizing now that you know, scholarships and stuff matter because college is a lot more expensive than you think it is. Like, it just matters. Grades just matter. So, when you get into high school, you start, you know, having, you go through you know, the introductory period is sort of just into the high school life. And you get your first report card. And you noticed the GPA thing at, like, the bottom left corner, something like that. Somewhere at the bottom of the page. And that little number that doesn't go above, like, four <laughs> is the most important number of your life up until this point. That number will get you thousands of dollars if you play your cards right. That number could potentially get you college for free if you play your cards right. And, you know, like I had, after a freshman year, I had a, what was it, like a 3.5, 3. Some of us say 3.4 and 3.6 GPA after freshman year. And it just kept dropping from there. Part of it 
was just because I didn't try and I didn't care about my grades because I never did care about my grades and I never changed that about myself. And, you know, this day I regret it because college is expensive. Like, I'll be fine, but college is expensive. And no one should have to pay this amount of money just to get an education to get a job when you can do anything you want. But after freshman year, it just kept slowly dipping. And the other part, the other reason why it was dipping was because my high school changed their grading system from normally it was just you know i guess like it's kind of hard to describe how it worked before the grading system change i guess like you know basically it was okay if you didn't do good on tests because as long as you did your homework your homework grades would carry you it would carry your grade to make sure if you did bomb a test, it wouldn't be as bad as it would be if you didn't do your homework and you bombed a test. I'll say that. Like, I, 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 I guess an example, let's say, like, in your math class, you, you've done your homework in math and everything, and you currently have a 100, and you get a... 65 on the math test for whatever reason your grade would drop significantly duh but it wouldn't be to the point where it didn't matter if you did homework anymore your grade just wouldn't recover unless you made like an a on the next test to get your grade back up because the homework grades would would carry you and make you drop grade from 100 to maybe like a 94 depending on how many homework grades you had but with this grading system, if you got a bad grade on a test, your grade would plummet to whatever the test grade was. The best example that I can share of this, this happened to me first year of sophomore year. I don't know why I still remember this, but I do because it, because it just shows how stupid this grading system is. So they changed it from the Zenbot just gave you to a 60-30-10 with 60 being gold, 30 being silver, and 10% being bronze. All those are percentages of your grade. And gold obviously was like the big things, the tests, the big projects, stuff like that. Quizzes, yeah, gave it away, it's fine. Silver, the 30% was like quizzes, you know, like mini partner projects, stuff like that. And 10, 10% was the bronze category, which was basically just strictly homework and like participation grades, stuff like that went to bronze. So, if you think about it, you could do no homework at all and do decent on quizzes and get good grades on tests and you would still have an A. But the example I'm about to tell you just shows how cruel it can be and why literally everybody's GPA dropped significantly the first year the grading system was implemented. I'm pretty sure this was sophomore year, and it was pretty early in the year, probably second nine weeks, and I had done all the homework. We had like three quizzes or something, like around three quizzes before the, before the first test. I got 100s on all those quizzes, so to this point, I have a 100 in the class, right? On the test, I get a 70. I don't know how or why, but I got a 70. When we get progress reports, my grade is a 70. That test dropped me 30 points on my letter grade because of one subpar test score. When I did literally everything else, and we had other homework and stuff after that first test, but it didn't matter. The grade literally didn't help. It didn't help my grade at all. Like it didn't move. My grade was just stuck at a 70. And the only way my grade would move. 
is if I got like a B or something on the next test because it would average out that way. That's that's stupid. <laughs> that's real dumb. The fact that one grade can swing my overall grade in the class 30 freaking points. It's stuff like that that messes with people's GPA and costs people thousands in scholarship money potentially. Because once your GPA gets down, it is so hard to try to bring it back up. And when I realized this, like after junior year, I thought, you know, maybe I'll just take it easy. Because like, I, I was taking a pretty, pretty hard classes freshman and sophomore year. Junior year, I kind of slowed down. And then senior year, I'm just kind of like, okay, this year is going to be super duper easy. I'm once again, one AP class. Super duper easy the rest of the way. And, you know, I'll get, I'll get all A's and hopefully I can get my GPA up to working for a scholarship. Which will be a 3.0. Nope. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Because I've already had three years of around a, like a C plus B average. To where getting all A's wouldn't move the needle at all. And, you know, I just kind of did what I always did. And I just kind of just took senior year, senior year, and I just whatever did. And that's just kind of how it was. Because I, I failed to put myself in the position years earlier when I should have to get scholarship money and go to college. That's on me. No one should make that kind of mistake because those kind of mistakes you will you will literally be paying for the rest of your life for those kinds of mistakes now luckily for me i think i can make that up but for a lot of people they will be paying for mistakes like that for the rest of their life like up until their 50s you'll still be paying for college loans like I know some people that worked at the high school that are are like 50 ish like mid 50s and still playing playing paying for college you don't want to be that person and you need to like at least be comparable in grades like I, I, I was like comparable as like a 3.0 and higher, I would say, is comparable. Anything below, like, 2.9 through, like, 2.7, I say, is subpar. Anything below that, you are stupid. I'll just say that, just to put it bluntly. Um, Just because, like, most colleges offer scholarships, you know, like, with a minimum, with, like, ACT score of... Like a good college, like ACT score of like twenty three or something like that, and then a three point GPA, and you get scholarship money academically. Stuff like that. Like I was so close to getting a scholarship from UAB, I had, but I didn't have the ACT score or the GPA to qualify for it, and I was barely off on both of them. It really pissed me off. But I mean, I might, I might even want to talk about the ACT because the ACT is, ACT is its own thing. Like you can study for it and everything, but I, I, I just, I don't like the idea of that one test deciding so much of your life, and it has nothing really to do with high school. It's all about setting yourself up for the future. Like there's high school information on there, yeah, but as far as actually like doing something while you're in high school for it like the only thing you can do is just try to like as as a hope for teachers when you get to sophomore junior year prepare you like in classes that you take like english and stuff they do like little activities to prepare you for the act or you go out of your way outside of school and pay for one of those classes to like like an act 
like class that'll help you prepare for the test, whatever you're taking it. That kind of thing, I might be gonna touch on, because I I don't really feel like it's necessary for me to touch on it. But you know, just academics would have been like just having slightly better grades for me would have meant a world of difference. So it's all about, you know, knowing when to take things seriously. What classes you know you can handle that you can get good grades in to boost up your GPA. And what classes that you feel like you can challenge yourself and still make a decent grade to where it won't hurt your GPA. That's just basic management of time and knowing your limits on how much you can handle. Like... If you're smart enough to take six AP classes, but you know for a fact that you won't be able to handle it because you also want to have some sort of social life, then you don't take six, then you don't take six AP classes. You just like that's like it's a that, that's a really basic example, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. I mean, cause like I know, cause I have friends that took six AP classes their senior year, and they flat out regret it because. They didn't have a social life, and they didn't do the best in their 6AP classes either. And they had 6AP tests that they didn't do the best on either. So it was like, I paid all this money to take these classes, to take the AP tests, and I didn't get credit. When I could have just taken a lesser class, done easier work, had more time to do other things that I like to do, and boost my GP at the same time to get those scholarships you know it's just basic contrast there but i believe i am primed and i am ready to get to the last topic of the day which is students life it's good For our last topic of the day of high school is student life. And, you know, this kind of all relates back to maturity. You know, student life of high school, my belief on that is, you know, like everyone talks about a college experience and how everyone should, and like how should, wow. Jeez. <laughs> I can't talk. Alright. You know how everyone talks about having a college experience and how everyone deserves to have college experience? I feel the same way about high school because it's also different from anything else you're ever going to experience in your life. College, college is not the only thing that's like that. High school is also very unique to the fact that it doesn't matter what kind of high school it is, big or small. You're all one community, and you're all kind of bunched together. Like, you can go to a big high school like I did and have a community that was very spread out like ours, like my community was. But in the end, you're still all one big family. And college is not really like that. It's more extreme when everything is spread out and you're really on your own. In high school, you're still... It's guided chaos is the best thing that I can put... Best way I can put it. It's also the first thing that popped popped into my head just now. But I think it's a good description. Guided chaos. So... You know, how do you have a high school experience? What does that even mean? That meeting is very subjective. Because for me, I'm perfectly fine with the way I had my high school experience. You know, like, obviously, like, like there are some things I wish I could have taken back. There's maybe, like, one event I wish I would have gone to or something like that. But, you know, my high school experience was fine for someone like me who doesn't like going anywhere who doesn't like necessarily going to parties who doesn't like hanging out with people stuff like that because 
I'm a very introverted person, and I don't like talking to people. So me not going to any homecomings, I didn't go to my senior prom or junior prom. I only went to one dance my entire high school career, and I freaking hated it. For someone like me, just going to the pep rallies and having a damn good time at those, going crazy, screaming my heart out for absolutely no reason when our football team is trash, just screaming for the fun of it, just because it's fun to jump around and chant football for 20 minutes. Like, getting hyped for that and, you know, being part of multiple clubs that I've helped start. That kind of, that like, that kind of stuff for me is a high school experience. But for most people, I'm lame, which I'm okay with. It's fine. <laughs> for most people, I would, that would be considered lame. But a high school experience is, you know, you support your high school as far as sports teams go. Like, you find a sport that you like or enjoy watching or you don't necessarily hate or anything in general. It, like, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be theater. Our school's theater program is on the rise. It could be choir. Our choir, like, the high school, the high school's, wow, my high school's choir is the bomb like it doesn't have to be sports or anything athletic it can be anything that your school supports or that your school has to offer you know like i was in the gaming club at our school and i kind of helped you know start that i was one of the first few members of the gaming club when it was originally started sophomore year my sophomore year, anyway. You know, like, stuff like that. You know, joining different types of clubs, starting my own club. You know, like, everyone could, like, anyone could start their own club. If they have a purpose behind it. You know, so, but I'll probably talk about my, my club in a future episode. I'll probably, like, I think that has to be as an episode. But, you know... Find something that you like about your high school and it's like something that you like that they do and either join it or support it. You know, because like finding something you support in a place that, that you're going to be at every day for 200 and some days of the year or however long the school year is, is pretty important to make sure that you don't get bored or make sure that you have something fun to do. Like, that's pretty important. Like, just, just a, something something... In your school to, to take your mind off of school work or something that's going on in school or any drama that's going on in your life. Like you can use school events to help you just keep your sanity essentially. And you know going to these events or supporting these events or joining a club, a sports team, an arts, anything like that. You're eventually going to come across people that you'll want to trust. And it's very important for your student life that you know who to trust. And you figure that out by just... You have to learn how to do a basic reading of people. Like, you don't, you don't necessarily judge them. You just read them and you try to figure out through conversation who they are, and if you want them in your life. Like, everything that happens doesn't have to turn into drama. That's one thing about high school that everyone hates. Like, the people that, that, the people that, out, that outwardly come out and say that they don't deal with drama, those are always the people that are in some kind of drama. It's, that's just a fact. I'm sorry. That's a straight-up fact. And those people are always caught up in drama is because they don't see what like they, they don't see what they're doing here or how they're acting is causing drama, but they want to claim that they don't start anything when they start everything. 
those kind of people are the people that you need to stay away from. Those people are easy to read. And again, it's all about just gaining experience with different kinds of people. And if you know different kinds of people, then you'll it's easier to figure out how someone is or how someone works. And through that process, you'll figure out, you know, who you can trust, who your circle of friends are. And, you know, like, like making a friend doesn't necessarily mean that you guys have to become close, that you guys have to become best friends. You don't. You can have friends that that only tell that that you only tell certain things to, or that you don't tell anything to, but they're still your friends. You can have people that you tell everything to, and you and they tell and they tell you everything about them. You know, like there's levels to being friends. It's not just friend and then best friends. No, it doesn't work like that. Like there's a like there's a specific type of friends that, that you that you hang out with when you're able to hang out with them. They're friends that you hang out with on the norm, but you don't necessarily tell them everything that's going on in your life. And then there's those friends, your best friends, that you tell literally everything to, and you trust them with their life. You, you know, ride or die. You know, like like. That like that there's so many different levels to being friends. You're gonna have so many different kinds of friends, especially in high school when you don't see the same people year to year. Like it might be the same people overall in the community, but you don't see the same people in your classes every single year. You get around new people that you probably don't know, never seen before, every single year. And you have the opportunity to meet new people every single year, no matter whether people move to your school or you just get paired up with someone that you never met before that you didn't know was in your grade. It's going to happen every single year during high school. It doesn't matter how well or how popular you are. You're going to meet somebody in your like in at least one of your classes that's going to be like, hmm, I've never seen that guy before. I wonder how long he's been like. I wonder how long he's been around because I haven't seen him at all. Like you're going to have that moment. With at least one person in one year classes every single year, so it's very important to you know get involved with like different kinds of people and learn how to decipher. Hey, I can trust this person, or hey, I can only trust this person with a certain amount of in- with a certain amount of information, or hey, I want to talk about this. I can talk to this person because this person's been through that, like that kind of stuff. Like, those kind of things contribute to you having a student life. And if you do get caught up in some drama, drama is the act of taking things way out of proportion or not communicating. It's always one of those two things. That's how all drama starts. It doesn't matter what actually happened. Who started what rumor? Who's dating who? And that shit doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the only way drama actually happens is if someone takes something out of proportion or someone... Jeez, uh, I don't know why that just left my head. Someone takes something out of Proportion. Huh. Jeez, okay, I remember. I'm an idiot. I like I literally just said it and I already forgot. I you know, it's fine. The only way <laughs> I hate myself sometimes, I really do. The only way drama actually happens is if someone takes something out of proportion or there's l- zero communication. That's like that's the only way drama actually happens. And drama is going to continue to happen if you're too afraid to voice your side of the story of whatever happens and have the person, the other people involved, also say what they think happened and clear it up that way. That's how drama gets squashed, but that's but that rarely ever happens because people get caught up in their feelings when they think something happened. They don't know, but they just but they don't care enough to want to know. They just want to hate. 
that's the one thing, especially about high school drama, when people, again, aren't really mature enough to have a sit down and actually talk their feelings out with people, and they hear, like, and they hear something in them, and they just go off and be like, you know what, I don't like you anymore, I never liked you anyway, you know what, I'm never gonna talk to you again, I don't care what you have to say, block on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all that, all that nonsense. That happens way too much, and it can be resolved as having someone being a mediator and the other two voice their side of the story, and they work it out because somewhere in the middle, someone went wrong. Like, legitimately went wrong. That's all you have to do. And again, that comes with maturity, and it'll also contribute to your student life with it being carefree. Because you know that if something happens, that you are big enough for a person to sit down and talk about it. Not spread rumors or talk behind somebody's back. Because that's just weak. That's a weak move. <sighs> well, I think that was fairly productive. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stuff that I didn't get to talk about because there's, there's a lot more than just these three things. These are just my top three, and I know that I, I didn't even talk about them all the way. I probably contradicted myself somewhere. I feel, I feel like I contradicted myself somewhere, or I didn't elaborate on something long enough. But we're probably going to end up revisiting... Not necessarily high school, but probably revisiting some of these topics in general in future episodes. So, yeah, I think I think that is it for me today. I hope you guys have had a good day, or a good night, or whenever you're listening to this. I hope you guys enjoyed, and yeah. Here is Hall of Fame by the script, featuring Will I Am. Peace. Politicians be